From the network that brought us Sons of Anarchy, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, American Horror Story, Fargo, Atlanta, the list goes on, comes a surprisingly mellow family drama inspired by an idea from none other than Bilbo Baggins. On today's episode, join us as we get to the bottom of this and discuss the two-part finale of season two of Breeders. So as I hinted in the intro, this is pretty tame for an FX show. It's tame? I've, I've read like things that are saying opposite, maybe quality-wise, like violence and sex, I assume you mean. I mean, I just watched 40 minutes worth of this show, and the worst that it got was that Martin Freeman got punched in the face. Yeah, but it was like the family dynamic that I heard was really dysfunctional. Dysfunctional because uh, Martin Freeman's character, Paul is just a complete helicopter domineering parent. And this is where my question was with, like, it's his idea, right, for the show? Yeah. But is his idea just, oh, there exists uh, some parents out there who have anger issues? Well, no. I, I Like, he sat down with Simon Blackwell, who's responsible for such things as, like, The Thick of It and Veep, and Chris Addison, who's also worked on some comedies. And they I, I literally had, wrote Simon Blackwell, familiar name. Like, yeah, I'd heard of him before. He's, he's done uh, a lot of these comedies. type of comedies. And they basically had a ton of lunches just talking about their parenting style. This isn't supposed to be ragging on parents or anything. It's just supposed to be kind of how parents, how they treat their kids. Yeah, but the thing about Paul is, like, he obviously has anger management issues. Yeah, well, Luke deals with anxiety, and I think that's where Paul kind of, uh, he deals with it as well. He, by yes, the end, it's, it's like a disguise for him. I get the, the psychological, like, drama here, but it's not... It's not anything too serious. It's not something that I feel would be too hard for a regular network TV. By the end of season one, he went to therapy. Almost kind of like Bojack Horseman by the end of season didn't five. Work. Yeah, well, yeah, apparently not. Because by the end of this episode, doesn't he end up moving away because he can't live with his son? Well, his son doesn't want him to be in the same house as him. And he appeases him by doing that. And I don't find myself on Paul's side. And I know for a bulk of the episode, you're not supposed to. There's a while where you're supposed to really hate him and be like, why wouldn't you treat your kid better? But by the end of it, I feel like they want the audience to feel bad for Paul. And I don't because what he does is, and I don't know if it's an acting thing, if it's a problem with Martin Freeman or not. He plays both sides. Like he goes from extremely angry to like completely understanding not only why his son is pissed at him, but also beating himself up for being so angry at his son. But then he can't seem to like, he'll flip on a switch. So this wasn't really- Back, back to normal. Not like usually you can flip on a switch to anger, but he flips on a switch back to normal. And that's the part that threw me because there were several times where he was talking to his wife where he would be really angry and then she would just say one thing and then he'd be like, I can't believe I did all this. I'm, I'm a terrible parent. It's like, yes, you are. But how did you how did you just reason yourself out of it that quickly? So it really wasn't the show pitting you against Paul or Luke. It was more you were just on Luke's side throughout most of the episode. No, Luke can be annoying and I can understand where a parent would want to punish him. But it's just Paul's reaction, especially at the end of episode, what was it, nine? Um, yeah, where, okay, point. so the whole point of that episode is that they're throwing this anniversary party for his parents. Mm-hmm. And um, in the next episode, it's funny because the wife's parents are getting married or one, her mom is getting married to her, her mom's boyfriend. Were, were so. the parents funny? In the episode? I mean, it's a comedy. It's a dramedy. Dramedy, yeah. But it's mostly about this... This Like, they call the police on the kid 
in the second episode because he punches his dad at the end of the first. Mm-hmm. And then he punches his dad because his dad swore at him in front of everybody. And then he ran off to like, you know, take some time for himself. Right. His dad finds him. And then uh, Luke decides he doesn't want to go home. His dad tries to sort of like control him. And Luke starts fighting him and then just like punches him. At that point, Paul's not violent with their kid. But then when the police show up, the wife says, um, and the wife's name is Allie, right? Yeah. Okay. And she tells the police, she's like, we've been investigated before. We're not violent people. And I'm like, well, that must have been in the first season, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I didn't do too much research on the first season. All I know is that he went to therapy by the end. Yeah. So there were moments where I was like, okay, Paul can be a good parent. But again, it's the fact that he just fluctuates from reason to complete stubborn buffoonery that really just makes you as a viewer question how this hasn't come up before how he hasn't tackled this before well he kind of has like when this idea originated with Marv freeman and by that i mean it, it literally was his idea because he had a dream of the first scene of this show and then they basically mapped out his exact dream and used it verbatim and that first scene is him going into his kids room and just yelling at them it's played for laughs in the episode but i think throughout the show you're just supposed to wonder is paul being a good parent is he being responsible in episodes or is he just being downright insane i think it's pretty clear in at least these two that he was just insane for for the parts that he got mad um and i understand where luke's coming from i'm not 100 in his corner because he's a 13 year old and he was trying to do this like he was trying to get marijuana at one point um and he basically latches on to whatever anybody wants him to do like he at first likes music a lot and then he wants to become a car mechanic and then he blames paul for all his problems and his anxiety to begin with yeah i mean they simon blackwell said that they want to make the they're trying to make him complex well they want to make him complex but they also didn't want to make him the teenager that is just completely obsessed with his screen like that's part of the reason why when he buys marijuana he does it through amazon music right on his dad's account and that's how he figures out about you know how sometimes when you're logged into a computer and then you can see someone else's text yeah because they're still logged in that that's what happened his dad spied on um, him doing it through his computer and then that's what really set him off into getting really angry with luke even though the wife was telling him the whole time like calm down calm down i'll talk to him uh i don't understand why the wife is so accepting of paul right now well in the first season i believe that it really did focus on ali and paul and their relationship Uh and they had a lot of contention in the first season but by the second season they did a time jump in which they made the kids older and because of that they were able to recast uh yeah they did and they were able to make it more emotional like the kids were four and seven in the first season now they are 11 and 13 and because of that they kind of decided to uh center the story around the kids um being older because they're able to handle more emotional scenes in fact i mean he never he never gets mad at his daughter yeah ava ava kind of just is there well the reason for that is because simon blackwell said that when he was filming the end of season one he had this idea where luke by the end of season two obviously punches paul and that has always been kind of the mindset whenever they were talking about season two every other scene has kind of been leading up to that moment right before the episode and everything afterwards is the fallout of that so that's kind of what they've been focusing on this season really the tension between luke and paul at this point Look, it's it's a mediocre TV show to me because it didn't feel like him getting punched was that big a deal. Like, was when it they, more melodramatic than uh, they wanted to be? They called the police 
afterwards to find the kid. Like, I get that he's 13 year old. That's probably the real reason they were calling the police. But then they also had to report the punching incident, which was, I guess, funny in a way. But it's the show itself is not like amazing to me. It doesn't have this amazing plot. It just seems like it's very simple and formula, not formulaic, but So then simple. describe the characters, because from what, I'm, what I'm supposed to understand is that Ali's supposed to be more hesitant. Martin Freeman is Paul. Uh-huh. Luke is, he has a friend named Jacob, but he's a 13 year old kid who doesn't get along with Paul. At the beginning of the first, at the ninth episode, he is on good terms with Paul. It's really when he, he sees that uh, marijuana deal go down that he's, he, that things get really mm-hmm. tough. You have Allie, the wife, and then you also have Ava, the daughter, and then you have, I think, Alex and Leia, and they're one of the parent sets, and then the other one is, like, Jim and Jackie. Jim and Jackie, I think, are Martin Freeman, or Paul's parents, mm-hmm. um, and they're obviously comic relief. Yeah, and Simon Blackwell said that he based it off of his late parents, those uh, two parents in particular, because they were really easy to kind of write. He imagined having conversations with them, so the, those two parents are influenced by his yeah, they, they had like old people jokes, like Ed Sheeran jokes, um, where they don't really understand who he is or just have heard of him. And then also um, like toilet jokes when Paul goes to live back with his parents and they're like, it doesn't work. You can't flush it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are like in interspl- but Paul's character feels like the one that you're supposed to really get into. And because he's not only feeling betrayed right now, but he misplaces his anger. He has a temper and it seems like he's a little jealous of Alex's relationship, who's the guy who's marrying um, Allie's uh, mom. Are they like a pitch perfect couple? With, with Luke. No, no, no. His relationship with, because once Luke leaves, he goes to live with Allie's mom and right. dad yeah, for the 10th episode. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Alex and Luke end up bonding over fixing the car that he's going to give his future wife. And later on at the wedding, which takes place a couple weeks later, so Luke's been living away from the house for some weeks and, and uh, Martin Freeman or Paul is getting super mad about it. Uh, but he's going to confront his son and be like, hey, they're going off on their uh, on their honeymoon, so you have to come back home. Is that supposed to be he, the confrontation you kind of want to see the most? I mean, it's what it leads to. It's not like I'm begging to see it. Again, 20-minute episodes are nice because they just go real quick. Right. Uh, yeah, so he sees Alex and Luke hanging out, and he kind of feels like I should be his parent. Um, Luke literally says, I think, like, Alex is a better dad or something along those lines. And, like, I come away with it wondering, what's the real point of the show? What's what's the driving factor here? Where, where are we headed with this? Is it just to follow this family into the... Yeah, I mean, at this point in time, season three has not been confirmed, but Martin Freeman seems to have a serious hold on this show. He really wants to make it just about parenting and put it in a good light and make, I guess, parents realize that even the struggles they're going through kind of happen. Is it is it a realistic show? Yeah, it's realistic in the sense that if you do have an anger problem and you just get pissed off about something and then you put that anger towards one person, like he puts it towards his son... And then they, it, it, what happened was that it all came to a climax. Everything wasn't working. He found out his son was had like um, not only bought, tried to do the drug deal, but once he got punished for it, had Dami on his back and used his computer anyways, even though he was grounded. And so when Luke gets home and everybody's there for the anniversary party and the lights are out, he just is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is... No, I'm serious. What the fuck is wrong with you? And so, like, it's obviously going to affect the kid a lot. Right, yeah. And everybody should be judging Paul at that point. Well, that's that's the most crazy that it got so between i i've heard a lot of the drama part of dramedy i'm, I'm assuming they focus on that really they more also than do the this comedy. thing where it's, they're presenting it non-linear non-linearly because they present the ending first and then they show you how they did that with both episodes you had the blackout 
at the beginning of the episode and then you watch how it became that and then at the end you see the wedding at the beginning of the 10th episode and then you kind of work your way to yeah it. i think that when blackwell as and freeman really worked on the show they wanted to make the finale since that's really what they had in place going into a uh, season two i think that's what they probably worked the hardest on um but is it more drama than a comedy or yes it at is. least those those ending episodes. I mean, were. Chris Hasn said that this show isn't necessarily supposed to be bleak. It's supposed to be somewhat optimistic, but a lot of what they use in the writing rooms, which Martin Freeman wanted to make clear, he is not in when they do this stuff. He does revamp scripts, but it's a lot of parents just explaining their experiences and utilizing them. I get that. Just like kind of the last episode we did where the person was trying to take their experiences in a psych ward and actually show that out to how crazy can, can everybody is. Um, and... But that one, it felt like there was more um, going on. In this episode, or these two episodes, which are supposed to be a finale, it feels like this family is in a tough place, but nowhere where I'm really worried about any one of them. So you think I that... think that Luke's going to be fine. I think Paul's going to eventually move back. I think his wife is going to stay with him. I think that every his their parents seem okay. Maybe they'll kill one of them off eventually. Well, I... But I, it didn't seem like there was any real drama that, that was risking anybody's life. I think they're trying to make the show optimistic in their approach. And, and as I said before, I think Allie and Paul's relationship was really... It dove, Tested in the, yeah, first epi- in the first yeah, season? Yeah. Yeah, because from what I read, it just... Was I immediately recognized her from episodes. Like, she... But she plays a completely different well, character. Well, and it's funny when you see Martin Freeman talk about how he casted her, because he makes sure in every interview... It's weird that you're cast by the person that you're playing well, next he, to. Well, he makes sure... It's to, like if Brian Cranston uh, cast Jesse or something. Well, he was saying <laughs> how there were so many... Like, he said this in every single one. There were so many actresses that he could have picked. I think he wanted to make it wow, clear that brag. just because... Just because uh, Daisy Hager was Martin Freeman friend that wasn't the reason why she uh was picked like it wasn't some type of favorability thing um but she actually (laughs) no she uh, she uh sent in a video audition four weeks after she had a baby and it was her in a bathroom trying not to wake the baby up and the when the everyone saw that they were like oh we need to cast her because she works perfectly for the role she's likable enough right yeah most of the characters are supposed to be written likable though like it's funny for martin freeman when he first started out getting famous acting roles he would be like an arthur from hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy where he was just like this innocent dude kind of being thrown into a weird world (laughs) or weird universe and then you had him as like bilbo who also is kind of like a bumbling hobbit who's innocent at the beginning you have watson who's supposed to be the um level-headed nice person that works with Sherlock keeping him in control but now with like startup and even with like the Wakanda like the Black yeah, Panther Black movie Panther, he's yeah. kind of a jerk in in a certain sense with the roles he's taking and I think he's doing that on purpose well, he doesn't like playing just the nice guy anymore I, and that's cool but like this show I expected more with a title like Breeders which I still don't really understand why it's called Breeders because that makes it seem like it's like some weird stuff well I think on. it was I think it was in season one where they had it where like I said the kids were four and seven and it was supposed to focus with them in the background as the main thing but really about um paul and ali's relationship yeah but it makes it seem two. like they'd be trying to have like kids all the time or something like they'd be trying to breed a lot I like think it'd it would... be some weird fx version of the octomom or whatever where <laughs> they were where they were trying to give like super drama to just a really weird fictional story i, I think it was more about the journey in which the parents take because even when you see the posters for it it's them holding two kids on their backs that are way too like grown to be for them to be holding them and, and that I was think for season two that, or season one as well season one yeah and i think that it 
it was really just supposed to be kind of about the journey. This is supposed to be kind of the fallout of that and what happens when parents and kids really do not get along and uh, their but relationships the thing is, Luke and Paul could get along. Luke gets along with his mom. I think Ava gets along with both her parents. Paul just needs a chill pill. Paul needs to be well, like Paul put on some to, sort of medication or something. Paul is supposed to be, I believe, in this season, um, ever since he went to therapy, he's supposed to be more like kind of touch related. Like he hugs a lot more people this season. He's supposed to be a lot more open because that's the way that they were able to kind of write him, that they wanted to see a change in this season. In fact, that's the reason why they did the time jump. They didn't want to repeat the first season where he was supposed to be angered, but it seems like what you're saying is that he's a lot more closed off than I think the writers want him to be. Is that what it's giving off? Because I said, like, he can go from one extreme to the other really quickly, well, when you and say, that's the problem. What was the best example of that? Like, the first scene was him and his son getting along perfectly fine because he's like, hey, you got that music thing? I can help you out with it. Go on my computer, and you can, and you and Jacob can hang out later on, and blah, 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 blah. It's only when he feels betrayed, or, like, it's all something that has to do with his self-worth um, or whatever, that he's feeling insecure, I think, that that's brought about by all these different situations i know that the show has been talked about a lot because a lot of the scenes will start off very happy and then within a drop of a hat go to very serious the anniversary scene that turned into a blackout that turned into him screaming at his son in front of everybody yeah that and it i guess the most control that i ever saw paul at um was when his son punched him in the face he didn't get even angrier like he's he's not a an abuser in that way he, he literally just, like, sat down on the bench and was just, like, So he took a out. second to kind of, like, understand the situation. Well, his son ran in. away, so he literally um, couldn't do much <laughs> anything about it. But, um... Uh, the show has gotten good reviews. As a 7.4 on IMDb, the first season... 7.4 is pretty mediocre. The first season had an 83% with people saying that's funny, but it's also kind of cringe humor as well. Um, but it really doesn't seem like for an FX show that out of bounds. Like, usually an FX show has a bigger twist or clutch in it and again i feel like this isn't too far away except for using f the f word like which i've already <laughs> said i literally said his line and stuff except for doing that it doesn't feel like it's all that far away from maybe a mom show uh, well or... and i think that's what they're going for they were going for a more serious take take on these comedies that kind of revolve around families but a aren't sitcoms and b but you said this guy created deep right yeah and Tommy deep Black has well. a lot more like funny humor interspliced in there maybe i'm just so used maybe i've been desensitized to just like more realistic family drama that i expect something ridiculous to happen but that well that might be again they're utilizing real experiences this isn't supposed to be something that's completely like out of bounds and just like what's going on it's supposed to be like grounded in a lot of reality and really focus on the drama i think when it gets to the end of the seasons almost like bojack horseman in that way as i said before but BoJack Horseman also veered into the ridiculous. It literally was just a bunch of cartoon animals running around where you had an underground sea, sea world where he was, like, doing episodes. And with- So are you saying that you would have rather seen just kind of it go to the more outlandish This felt more like it was asking you, like, what would you do in this situation? What Would you get yeah, mad at your kid? Yeah, they wanted to place you in the character's shoes. No, but, like, and I'm glad the episodes are short because otherwise that would just be really boring. Yeah, no, after I, a I while. can imagine that. Um, so, it, so yeah, without it becoming boring, it's really hard for it to maintain. Because I watched the finale, so that must be the most interesting stuff that happened. I'm just wondering throughout the season how they were able to keep people interested. Well, I, yeah, I, again, I didn't do much. I did a lot of research on the finale itself. Ava's probably my favorite character, though. Ava? If, because she was hardly in it, not because she was hardly in it, but because 
her dad literally just goes off on people and she didn't right, seem to well, care. She just helped him with his uh, with his little anniversary video that he was trying to make his It, it his seems like when I was reading about the finale, it talked a lot about Paul and Luke. But with Ava, I know you said she was barely in it, but like, what was their relationship? How was it defined? How did it look? Was it just Paul was struggling nice? with trying to get the projector to work for this video that he had worked on for his parents that he wanted his dad to see. Right. And... He, he obviously couldn't do it. And so he did what every parent does with their kid. And they're like, hey, can you go fix the technology for me? I could do it if I wanted to. It just, I feel like this would be helping you do it. So yeah, Ava just is a nice person, I guess. I think that the show also wanted to address mental health. Um, Blackwell Duh. went on saying that like, it's a lot, e- well, not easier nowadays, but kids have a different kind of vernacular that they use whenever they talk, where they're able to share their problems with mental health. With yeah, stuff like kids the are more aware of it. I think just as a whole every the society is much more embracing of people with mental or psychological problems that they need to deal with that's why we get so many more shows that focus on on people's problems and less of them talking about like a family cut comedy that ends with a nice little bow well, yeah, at that, the end of it that's know? why blackwell was saying was saying that paul's supposed to feel redeemed at the end of this finale he's supposed to kind of have somewhat a redemption in this episode that he gets redeemed from and like I, said I said like on. yeah I, I could tell that that was what they wanted the audience to feel like but it was pretty clear that paul was the bad guy and that this is probably a good move for him and uh so you understand eventually he should probably just get some sort of medication for his mood shifts because it doesn't seem like it's a problem with him trying hard enough or that realizing that he's wrong like he realizes he has this problem but he's not treating it with anything right sometimes you need a drug (laughs) so you understand what the show was trying to do you just don't think that executed it in the right way like he literally threatened to not only uh he grounded his kid but then he was going to call the other kids parents and tell them about the drug deal that was going to happen and that just felt like overly controlling helicopter parenting which he hadn't even discussed with his wife it just feels like he should know better in a lot of this and it didn't seem like he's capable of learning from his mistakes because he's aware of his mistakes it's just he needs some clinical intervention. <laughs> and well, apparently this this show has struck a chord with a lot of people during the pandemic. And I think that... Um, I think because people congested in an environment will probably get angry at each other. And then you'll watch this show and you'll be like, yeah, that's how I feel. How feeling. Uh, I, I have here, is it like 50-50 where they try to treat these heavy themes with comedy? Well, what would you compare this most to in that essence? Like, what other comedies would I compare this show to or, or dramas? Yeah, yeah. Um, Cuckoo? Really? Cuckoo is supposed to be a I mean, the ages comedy. of the characters. The kid is, like, I don't know, 17 in that show. He's a teenager. But his dad is constantly, like, aggravated by him. The show doesn't really lend itself to too many other comparisons because, like, there's thousands of family dramas out there. We know that. Family dramedies. But this one it just feels so one note like it's just paul with his anger issues that there's been that it, other ones haven't gotten greenlit that are like this okay so so it is kind of different in that sense though right 
because yeah but there's a reason why shows haven't gotten greenlit like this and it's because like what, what's yeah are I mean, you re- i think the reason they cast martin freeman is because he's a likable dude most of the time well it's also his idea he had the absolutely like yeah he, right, he yeah. pushed it through but i'm saying without having anybody who who you are inclined to just find as a as as an individual that you would side with ever this would just be a monster of a character you would right. not want to touch it with a 10-foot pole and most networks are probably like yeah, this just doesn't make much sense why you would be following this guy and kind of agreeing with him right like yeah. the it's not like he's a anti-hero where we can just put up with his jerkery because we know that he's going to solve a crime at the end of it or that he's ultimately like this great person but that there's some real reason that we can sympathize with why he's turned out this way like i don't know if we've gotten any backstory as to what maybe he had a brain injury they, which they makes him really do, upset. they did do flashbacks i think in this season but in season one um to just kind of get you caught up on the characters but season three hasn't been announced however uh, blackwell and addison have been coming up with concepts for season three they're pretty sure they're going to get it um but they won't do another time jump because a they feel like if they've done it before but also because uh, Blackwell stated that they feel like they've uncovered some interesting stuff in season two that they want to play out in season three if they were to do it. And it seems like everyone's open. The actors are open to coming back. So, All right. Is that all you got? Yeah, that's all I have. Yeah, I still don't really understand the title or why it's made by FX. That usually does some extreme like Legion, like really the crazy realities that they create have nothing to do with what we're used to seeing and this feels very normal yeah so well, i think I, it's a mediocre show and it's worth maybe watching investing an episode in maybe if you just fall in love with some of the characters i think if you're a parent you might like this more than just someone who's watching i don't know about that some I, parents I, might just be disgusted by his behavior but they might be like well i wish that i sometimes that's that's what they've said they they said that like they they that, put that you could just go off on your kid like that well no no, no. <laughs> like that, that parents usually a lot of time kind of after saying themselves that that this is supposed to kind of show the parents saying stuff that you sometimes wish you could say and that's what kid. i meant by at the beginning when you when i saw the Sorry, at the end of the episode when I saw that it was Martin Freeman's idea and I was like, was he just pissed off at his kid one day and was like, what if I could just say anything? And, well, and that just was made the dream. The... That was the dream he had that made it a reality. <laughs> yeah, but this isn't a show that's like Louie where he took his parenting dysfunction that happens as he's trying to raise a kid by himself or two kids by himself and he just plays out real life events but on the screen and it makes it just like... That's a show I guess you could compare it to if you want one that doesn't feel at all made up. His one-on-ones with his daughters, they're still funny, but it's just ridiculous what he has to go through. This doesn't feel like it has that grit behind it. This just feels sort of like a polished version of a father who has an anger issue. And that's the majority and total of the show. And there's nothing really else to get invested in. And that's why it was sort of a bore. Yeah, it's hard to grasp on to a central character when they're not the protagonist. With Louis, like you just mentioned, it was on FX as well. Yeah, and I guess he's a good guy, but his whole humor... Sorry, he's a good guy in the show. (laughs) Um, But yeah, his humor is always self-deprecating. Well, Martin Freeman is so full of himself in the show. Paul's character is so uh, full of himself at certain points that, that he just gets blind with rage. You don't get that with Louis, who actually acts like a person. He'll do some stupid stuff. But he'll act but, like an actual But, like, you would. you understand it a lot more than when Freeman goes off on his kid. Like, you'd expect him to have some sense of, of his surroundings. And if he was going to do that, like, do it 
in front of no one. So you know? did you feel so did like be more of an abuser? Did maybe. you get a sense that Freeman did feel guilty after he yelled at his kids though? Because that's something you say in an interview that you're supposed to. Only much later on, like at the immediate time afterwards, he gets mad at the people for questioning him. Like he more is just like really stubborn and just kind of, if he's feeling any embarrassment, has to hide, hide, hide it. Okay. Right. But but it, but again, compared to a Louis show, which also was FX, come yeah, to think of Louis it. Louis also got critically acclaimed. So. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was, it's so weird that this network is doing this show. Well, I And think that's it, where I feel like we should leave it. Like that's yeah, where we begin. Okay, yeah. Unless you have anything to uh, say. Well, I, I just, they filmed this during um, quarantine. I believe the first season came out in March 2020. So it was around that same time. But they so, had already filmed the first yeah, season. Yeah, they had already filmed the first the season. The second season did feel a little bit quarantine-esque because there were so few characters. Mm-hmm. Even the wedding didn't have too many people. Yeah. All right. So that's where we'll leave it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.